Good morning, listeners, and welcome to the first episode of Behind the Stacks, brought to you by Rowley Public Library. I am Miss Terry. I'm one of the youth services here at the library, and I am joined by my superstar co-host and co-worker, Miss Mary Pat. Hi, Terry. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, awesome. So this is exciting. This is a, this is getting us out of our box and trying something new, uh, creating a podcast. Yes, yes. We all need to get out of our boxes these days, don't we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the same four box walls are getting a little old. Um, so I'm going to introduce the podcast and kind of tell our listeners what uh, we're here for. Great. Uh, we're going to, you know, each episode maybe have a talking topic. A main topic that we like to kind of address or talk about or converse about. And it'll probably center around books, reading, and libraries. Imagine that. Yes. And maybe even a little more. Who knows? Right? Super. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Well, it's April. And with spring on the horizon, uh, it also brings uh, National Poetry Month Ooh, to us. Yes. And so uh, one of our talking topics today will be novels in verse. Oh, yes. Something I was not interested in trying at all after my experience a couple years ago. It was a failed attempt. But um, however, you gently persuaded me, if not nudged, or let's, let's be accurate. You really pushed me. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes push people. Yes. I push people. Um, and I'll either uh, throw you a rope or watch you squirm. <laughs> this is true. But you, you brought up a good point. You said, um, I recommend that you start out small. And I said, oh, okay. And so you recommended a book, um, Love That Dog by Sharon Creech. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. So I sat down and I read that book and it was awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And why did you feel it was awesome? Why did I feel it was awesome? Well, it was something that was, that touched me because I, believe it or not, don't really prefer poetry. It, yes. it, I believe it. <laughs> it makes my brain cramp. I, I break out in a little sweat. Um, I find it challenging. I think I saw you sweating when I mentioned it. <laughs> you probably did. But, but this book, this book, um, Love the Dog by Sharon Creech, um, was told in a first person, I don't know, diary format, maybe like free verse journal kind of sort of way. And yeah. the main character, Jack, I totally related to him because he was like, yeah, no. Didn't want to listen to poetry. Didn't want to write about it. Right, right. And as we read through this story, which what it, another point I liked about it is that the book was 85 pages long. I was able to sit down and read it quickly. It yeah. flowed really um, fast for me. And it was um, one of those books that, you know, you say, oh, I, I'm going to read that book again. And this is truly one of those books you can read again. You know, it doesn't dominate a whole chunk of your time. That's right. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, I think that's what I find to be kind of welcoming about novels and verse mm -hmm. is that there's a lot of white space. Mm -hmm. um, so for reluctant readers, 
it's not overwhelming to open a book and see a page full of words and tiny font. Um, it, it, it kind of, it's giving a story in shorter bursts. It's like cutting your food up into smaller bites. Yeah. 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 You know, it's not written in full sentences. Um, the number of words that are on the page are maybe a third or a half of what is in a normal book. And isn't right, that right. half the battle with a reluctant reader? They yes. pick it up. They look how many pages are in the book. <laughs> then, they, yes. then they look and see how many words are on a page. Right. So right. Um, that's, a, and the font size, you know, and if it's, a, if it's right. a tiny print, they're like, no, 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 no. Right. But um, this type of genre, novels and verse, gives the reluctant reader an opportunity to get a full story with vivid imagery. Right. And the fact that they can sit down and read this in one, maybe two sittings, depending on what book it is for love that dog. I was able to get this book done. You know, she's maybe in 30 minutes. And so I read it twice in an hour. Um, Another thing too, is it's very straightforward in its imagery. Like sometimes when one reads poetry, you have to stop and think about it extra hard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and not with this book. It was straightforward. It was great. It had wonderful rhythm. So the aspects of novels and verse, when you compare it to poetry, I think is if you want to compare likeness, the rhythm, the imagery, not necessarily the word usage, but the words, how they're spaced on the page. Right. Yeah. Right. right. I think that all those aspects help to uh, entice people that one are averse to poetry mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily always rhymey rhymey. No, like like some poet poetry is. Right. And however, the shortness and the the condensed version of novels and verse doesn't take away from the story. I feel still like I'm getting a full story when I shut the book. Oh, and I'm done. Absolutely. You know, I feel like I can follow the characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's character development. I, you know, it, it doesn't, none of those are taken away mm-hmm. in its um, condensed form. And I think uh, that's what helps. And, I, and, and going back to the reluctant readers, I think what helps is that you don't, I know personally myself, when I sit down or when I'm like ready to read a book at night, I'm thinking like, oh, well, this is just me where's a good place to stop? And sometimes <laughs> that good place to stop isn't, you know, is 20 pages down the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Am I going to be able to read 20 pages? But that's just my brain and how I work. But the novels in verse, I think, allow you to take a break. Yes. Maybe more often mm-hmm. than you would if you're reading, like, if you wanted to read, like, a full chapter right. of a story before you finished or put it down for the evening. Um, and going back to the, you know, the reluctant reading is is that it's it's uh, more welcoming. Yes, it, it's not overwhelming. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even just if you want to read a story and you don't have a lot of time. True, true. You know, I want to get a story in. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time, you know, I want to finish a book. Like if you're doing a challenge and you want to finish a book, it's still a book, you know, it's still a book. It's still a story. Yeah. It's just written a different way. Yeah. And, and you're In getting shorter the way. full effect of a full book. 
you're you're invested emotionally, intellectually. I mean, right away, you know, Sharon Creech brought us right into Jack's world. We were yeah. immediately connected with him. And we got to yeah. see him grow as a character as he warmed up to the idea of poetry and writing poems and having his mm -hmm. poems posted anonymously, of course, on the board. And right. didn't we all want that during school? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you would still prefer it. Yes, I would. <laughs> Absolutely, I would. Um, it, at first, you know, when I'm reading this book, I thought, oh, God, this is a little bit, um, I don't know, when I want to say disconnected, but... In fact, she did such a masterful job in her structure. It was tightly structured in the fact that everything came together so beautifully in the end. You know, yeah. it was, there was yeah. parts of the book that I'm like, I don't understand what she's talking about. And, and she brought it together. Like, why love that dog? And, and at the end, we found out, find out why. And I don't want to be the person to spoil the ending. Yeah, right. You don't want to spoil no. the ending. That's like giving away the movie yes. ending before yes. you watch this. This is true. Yeah. That's a no-no. <laughs> it is a no-no. However, you know, the topic is high interest. It's animals. Mm -hmm. I know there are a lot of animal lovers out yeah. there. But, you know, it deals with some other sort of heavy kind of content, too. Don't I think? do think. And and just in my brief exposure with novels and verse, is is that seem to be something that they're good at addressing? The, the what you call uh, heavy, deep topics, topics that um, kids today struggle with, not just kids, people today struggle with. No, people. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody. I think I think it does. I think like I'm going to go back to my analogy of like cutting your food into smaller bites. Um, you know, we don't want to choke on a giant bite. My mother was always warning, don't choke on your food. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, some of these books that I've read, novels and verse, are pretty gritty topics. And I think the shorter um, the shorter sentences or the condensed verse allows us to kind of take that uh, gritty, maybe even unpleasant topic. Such as death. And such as yes law yeah loss uh uh we've read books on sex trafficking oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mental mm -hmm. illness but it it kind of allows you to swallow it a little mm -hmm. bit better so to speak you know it allows you to ooh, this is a topic that i don't really want to you know think right. about too right. much but maybe I can process it better if it comes to me in smaller chunks. And, and, and to your initial nudge where you said, start out small, I said, <laughs> okay. And so I finished Love That Dog. And I said, yeah, that was great, great. Do you have another recommendation? And so you pointed me to the YA section and sold by Patricia McCormick. And this was about a young girl who was sold by her stepfather into, for money. And she was placed into sex trafficking. Now, I got to tell you, no way, no how would yeah. I have ever picked up a book about sex trafficking on my own. Right. Yeah. It's not like one of those, like, you know, high interest. No. Well, it put it, it put that it's... topic, like you said, in a small bite where my brain could handle it. In, in my intake, I was able to process it. And it was from a different point of view. It was from a first person point of view which made it a little more easier to digest. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, you know, what also helps is that you, you don't have to, if you come across a book, a novel and verse book, and you realize it's a topic that 
wouldn't necessarily be something high on your mm-hmm. reading list. The fact that it is a novel in verse still allows you to kind of dip your toes in the water about this topic mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, you know, it kind of allows you to inch into the water a little bit without being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to read this, have to read this whole full novel on this topic that I don't know if it really interests me, but I might be able to deal with it in a more condensed form. And if there's a lot more white space, it's a lot more, you know, manageable. Mm-hmm. Like I have another example of, of a book, um, young book called for, by Kwame Alexander, who is also a very good uh, author who writes a lot of novels mm-hmm. in verse. Uh, the crossover. Oh, I don't know that one. Now, yes, well, it's I didn't really know it either, and then I was, you know, working at the elementary school, and I saw all these kids coming and taking it off the shelf, and I was like, I need to find <laughs> out about okay. this book. What's it about? Okay. It's actually about basketball. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is not a top high interest topic. See, right? and that's a high interest topic for me. Yeah, sports. sports. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was reading this um, book and, you know, I think still what is amazing about the novels in verse is that sometimes I'm in the middle of it and I don't still realize I'm reading a novel in verse. Okay. Because I'm still getting You're engaged the story. in the story, yeah, yeah, engaged in the story still. It's it, it's the authors do a wonderful job of weaving a story um, into verse. This book offers a lot of sort of oh. imagery. He he's really good. He also writes a lot of YA okay. books, which are novels in verse too, and he does a fantastic job of putting words on a page and actually feeling like you're seeing what's happening. But you have an example to share yeah. with us. I do have an example. Well, I let's do hear have it. an example. Um, this chapter is called Show Off. And I think he does a fantastic way of sort of making the reader feel like they could see okay. what's happening. So this goes up by 16 with six seconds showing. JB smiles, then struts, sidestep stutters, Spins and sinks a slick, slick, sliding, sweet seven foot shot. What a show off. Like, I felt like I was watching this mm-hmm. player, you know, with his basketball, taking it down the court and shooting this shot, you know, the way that the all the alliteration mm-hmm. and, 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 everything and like that. What that a wonderful he, way he demonstrated the rhythm in that whole verse with the use of the letter right. S. How many times did he use the letter S yeah. and it started off with the, what, the chapter title? Yeah, show off, yeah. you know, S, S, S. Are you going to make me no, count I'm all those not, S's but, now? But okay. when, <laughs> when the ball goes through the net, that's like a swoosh. So yeah, yeah that's very, very vivid. Yeah, I know. So what? how did you feel about... Uh, I love that dog. Love that Did dog. Feel like I, Sharon Creech, I, I tell you. Had any examples I, in that book where you felt of the course same I way? Do. I think that um, she demonstrated um, a lot of emotion. And I have an example, page 26. Um, and that's where we saw the yellow dog standing against the cage with his paws curled around the wire and his long red tongue hanging out. And his big black eyes 
looking a little sad, and his long tail, wag, wag, wagging, as if he were saying, me, me, choose me, I'm the best one. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can, I can, when you read it, I can see a little boy standing in mm -hmm. shelter, looking, you know, describing the dog right. back at Yeah. Him. And, and yeah. there was no rhyming words in there. But what a vision, what an, what an image that yeah. she painted. It was such a, a, a great book. I, I can't say enough good things about it. I understand that she has another one. Hate that cat. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking yes. forward to yes, that she one. Does. She actually uh, has a few books on the shelf here that pertain to animals. So okay. I know, like I said, there's a lot of animal lovers out there and it's a high interest read time so i want a book about a dog i want a book about a cat and she's got a book oh. about a cow yeah i know you'll be taking that hate that cat book I right will, off the shelf because i think i can relate to that one i i related to love that dog but i related to it in a different way than i thought based on the title and hate that right. cat right. see i'm well, judging the book by its cover cats Yes, and the title. And the title. But the and cats the title. make me sneeze. Cats make me itch. They're they're great from afar. I you know. You know, we know. are librarians, I and know. we always tell our people that come through the door, "Don't judge a book by its cover or title." This is <laughs> that may not work out. That, that story may not work out. Okay. All right. Well, I'm forewarned, people. I'm forewarned. Yeah. <laughs> but there are. Um, novels in verse across the board so you know we addressed a couple you know mm -hmm. younger mm -hmm. reads eight nine ten year old reads um but there are lots of tween titles for ya's there are lots of teens okay. ya books and there are adult ya books too i have i personally have not fallen into the realm of either the novels and verse for adults yet either just because my list is so long with junior fiction and YA fiction that I don't get a chance to I go see. there often. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm kind of happy with this small pool that you've started me on this waiting pool I don't know if I want to <laughs> <laughs> I think stay in I the do want to stay in the waiting pool of the the the, the um, junior fic and the and the YA not ready to go into the adult right. I, I still need my floaties but if you mm -hmm. like sports, there are definitely sport, uh, like the one I just spoke about, Crossover by Kwame Alexander. Uh, Jacqueline Woodson, uh, we all know <gasps> oh, from Brown Girl Dreaming. Yeah. That's another great mm. novel in verse, uh, award-winning. She has just put out um, in 2020, Before the Ever After. What's that about? That is about a young boy and his family. His father is an uh, ex-football player dealing with CTE, mm. which is a right. hot topic now. Uh, so if you're a sports fan, I'm going to add is, and, and going back to those yes. gritty topics, that's, that's one of those. And um, there's Ann Berg puts out broken pieces, which deals with a boy uh, who has come from Vietnam and is living with his family and he gets interested in baseball and becomes very good at baseball, but also has PTSD from his time in Vietnam. And uh, it's interesting in that he sort of reaches out or builds a relationship with some Vietnam veterans. 
who are also, you know, going to this. There's like the two sides of the coin, um, but still yet another gritty topic, but manageable. There is just not enough time for all these wonderful books. I know, now, and not, you have opened up a new door to me. I, I know. It's, it's it good is. to open up doors. It is good to open up doors. <laughs> so open the door, Mary. Pat. I have open to say, door. if I was going to judge novels in verse, I'd give them two thumbs up. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to hear no that. No more thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Well, it's interesting that we have this conversation because I was talking to my daughter even just last night and she's like, what are you guys going to talk about mm-hmm. on your podcast? And I said, it's April. Novels in verse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's 13. And I think that she is probably not alone in her thoughts about novels and verse, particularly among that age group. Yeah. So, um, did you recommend love that dog? Did you recommend if she's a sports nut? Is there anything that she is? She, you know what she said to me afterwards? She said, they're not bad, but I don't like them. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, and you know what, maybe they're not for everybody, but I think dipping toes in with and the and Sharon Creech story that you're referring to is great because I think a lot of kids can relate to yeah. him like you said he doesn't like poetry it's nonsense I don't want to like talk mm-hmm. about poetry I don't want to analyze it what are they talking about the barn the red barn what is supposed the to blue car or what you know <laughs> Yeah, the blue car, like, you know, I mean, um, but it's, it's so it's relatable in that way. And that like, this boy is just digging his heels in. I don't want to learn about poetry, but then realizes, no, it's not so right. And he even develops a friendship with a poet. But I think the gist of our our talking topic here is that um, novels and verse are not your enemy. Where can people find novels and verse when they come into the library? How do you, do we have a section on that or how do you go about checking a book out? That's a good question, Mary Pat. Very good question. And what you can actually do is on our catalog, if you put in the search bar novels and verse, it will actually pull up the books we have. Now it doesn't get any easier than that, does it? I'm actually going to take it a step further and oh. make it a little easier than that. We're on our website, we have a couple pages of reading lists that are available to younger readers and to YA readers. And we're going to put a link that takes you right to novels and verse so that you can kind of filter and peruse them and do some picking and choosing. However, they can always come into the library and speak with one of us and we can guide them to where they need to go, which we always encourage because... Ms. Yes, Mary Pat and I are lonely, and we we like to see our smiling, friendly readers. Yes, Terry. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't remind our listeners that Earth Day is in April too. That's a fact, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, I actually have a fun fact about Earth Day. Well, it's fun, but it's interesting. At least when I read it, I was actually quite taken back by it. Oh, let's hear it. In 2020, 
434 books were published on climate change. But in 2010, there were only 19 books published in, on climate change. What? Yeah, I know. And of course, the irony is not lost on us on printing all those books on uh, climate change on paper. Yeah, <laughs> poor trees. I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It is sad. <laughs> Speaking of Earth Day, there is a website that's um, got a variety of resources for those of you interested in Earth Day. Earthday.org, and it includes a list of 51 ways you can help restore our Earth. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, we're also going to create a list, are we not, on our website? We are. A link to environmental books in our catalog? Which there are a lot. Maybe not 434, <laughs> but we do have actually a, a nice selection of books on Earth Day, on climate change, recycling, reusing, all the things that will help uh, Mother Earth. Wonderful. That, that link will be on our website reading list pages, and it'll take you right to our catalog with uh, those environmental books for you. Perfect. I think we should also mention some other library information in case some of our lists aren't aware yet. Um, we are open. Uh, we are open, the children's room open for browsing with an appointment. It's 30 minutes for an appointment, and that can be accessed through our website, the scheduling for that. Or you can call us here at the library, and uh, we'll happily book the appointment for you. But the rest of the library is open to browsing, no appointment necessary, uh, just during the times when we're open. And if you want to use a computer, you need to uh, book that also, right? Yes. And that can also be done um, through the website or you can call us. Perfect. Our, our, uh, our staff here happily helps um, our patrons Great. through that process. Okay. Um, also, I, I want to make mention of the fact that um, April 12th, which is like the second week in April, we're going to be putting our take and make bags out on the grab and go shelf area. Yay, take and make. Yes, um, we designed them for two groups, ages 7 to 11, and then the 12-plus group, which is like the teens and tweens. Yes, yes. These bags are sure to be a winner this month. Yeah, awesome. I think yes. they might have even a, a little hint of Earth Day activities possibly in them. They do. Now, these yeah. are available um, first come, first serve. So while the supplies last, we suggest you come down to the library early and pick up your bags. Yeah, get yourself down to the Rowley Library and get your take and make. There you go. Awesome. And I think that we're going to wrap up this podcast today with a question to ponder about. Okay. Yes. Uh, would you rather question? I, I happen to be uh, a big fan of them because I, I think they allow us to ponder things we might not necessarily think about. Oh, dear. Here we go again. <laughs> You're going to be pushing me, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I'm going to be pushing you. I'm going to be pushing our listeners. Okay. Um, this question is really going to push us as librarians, too. All right. All right. Are you ready? You got your listening ears on? I do. Okay. Would you rather only be allowed to mark your place by dog-earing the pages or have to make a small mark on the corner of every page you've read. Oh, Terry, that's an easy one. I would never dog ear a book. Never dog ear a page. 
So I would make a small mark in pencil, of course, in the corner of the page where I could erase it. <laughs> yeah. So, so that is, you have to make a small mark on the corner of every page you've read. Yeah, no, I'll still do that. Oh, you'd still do that. You'd... I would. Now, normally. It's not just holding as... my place. It's just mark, putting a small mark. Yeah, I do that. With a pencil. With a pencil. Yeah. Or maybe invisible ink. Wouldn't that be cool? Ooh, that would be super cool. Yeah. What would you do? Do you have invisible ink, like, available to you, like, at your house? Do you you do you keep a stash of it? Um, I do not. But if, if, <laughs> if, I, if I had to mark every page... I might consider purchasing some. I was beginning <clears throat> to think you might like lead a second life as a spy or something if you had <laughs> invisible ink at your house readily available. Oh, no, I'm not quite that exciting. No, <laughs> no. What would you rather do? <laughs> this is a tough one because, you know, as a librarian, mm -hmm. I'm all for bookmarks. Yes, but you can't <laughs> use a bookmark. But I can't. And this has really got me... You know what? I, I would have to go. Oh, I hate even saying it. It gives me like a chilly feeling. I would go dog ear. <gasps> oh, my. Dog ear the pages. Please mark your place by dog earing the pages because I feel like the way the question is worded that I'm only having to dog ear one page hmm. because I'm marking my place. Okay. Whereas the pencil, I'd have to mark every page I've read. And then I feel like the erasing of the pencil, pencil might compromise the paper quality. Maybe it would just make a really small know. dog ear, a really tiny one. So tiny, so <laughs> tiny that I probably then would overlook it when I'm going back to my book. There you go. To find my place. There you go. You know what it <laughs> might know, do? That's a tough one. It might entice readers to read the whole book in one sitting. Oh, this is a good would you rather for novels and oh. verse, isn't it? It is. It is. You don't have so, to dog ear. No, our suggestion is get yourself a novel in verse and read it in one sitting and don't mark any of our pages. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap this podcast up. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it and we hope that you tune in to our next episode. Thank you.